Happy to be here tonight, headache and all. Headache and all. I'm here on Thursday, February 15th. And this is definitely all stress and tension again. You know, I never started getting headaches until this year. Until this year. I think it, it I, I really think it started just a little bit after January. And, um, I don't know. Happy New Year. Along with everything else. So, hopefully it's not terminal, and we can just move on with our week and put it all behind us. But, in the meantime, I welcome you all to, quite frankly, because we are going to have a great guest tonight. At least it's somebody I've been really interested in talking with, uh, for, if for no other reason than for his namesake. Our guest is Matt Reif. Matthew Reif. And he's the CEO of Rife Technologies, and he is the great, oh, I should say, yeah, the great nephew of Dr. Royal Raymond Rife. So um, we're going to be talking a little bit about Rife Technology, uh, and we're going to be talking about um, radio frequencies for healing, and uh, and just see just exactly where um, where things are going, especially on. Um, on the Rife end, the actual name brand, Rife Technology. I want I want to know where it, where it was, where it's been, the layover, the rediscovery, or at least the putting to work of all of Dr. Rife's um, notes. So I have a little bit here. We'll get a little bit of a background on Matthew, and then we'll just uh, ask some questions. And then in the second half, as you know, you are all more than welcome to call in and add your two cents to the the um, equation because I know that this is an audience of researchers and people who look into things and uh, and this is not the first time that we've talked about radio frequencies in treating any kind of human malady whether we're talking about sleep like when Toby Wright came on the show I would love to get Toby back on uh, sleep or the, uh, the the healing of any kind of a physical injury and then of course there are other things there's viruses, there's cancer. There's there's a lot of there's a lot going on. There's a lot happening. And uh, and maybe tonight will be another little piece that we can put into the larger puzzle of those conversations that take place over the years. And that's what I got for you. Uh, thank you so much to bluemonsterprep.com. Thank you so much to Tony Arterburn over there at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver. That's quite frankly gold. Uh, I, there's just so many people I wish I can plug every night, but I'd be here all all the time, and uh, and boring you guys. Hell, I I barely even plug myself off as often as I as I need to, and just you know since I brought it up, to hell with it. I know there's a lot of people out there wondering about how uh, you know how how things are going behind the scenes. There's a lot of great things happening. It's a lot of transition this year, a lot physical, organizational, a lot of stuff. Right now, we're at 35% funded for the 2024 operating goal that I have listed on, quite frankly, Subscribestar. And for those of you who are not 
subscribe star members that you are not monthly subscribers and um and sponsors just to let you know we're driving that 35 percent up to uh, 80 and um and i think some really great things are going to be able to happen including this show being uninterrupted by transitions mandatory transitions and and just being live across the board for two straight hours like uh like the old days you know just um you know we gotta we we don't get those cash deals from places like from uh big platforms and all that stuff so we are are building small partnerships and we are really relying on our wonderful wonderful core core members of the audience um and the future will arrive that's right it's the tortoise and the hare and i'm fine with being the tortoise if i must that's all but thank you guys and gals so much for making uh instilling so much confidence in the operation i really love you all um all right so other than that i had a few other things i want to do before we take a leap into the main show and bring on matthew rife so i don't know if you heard about this over the weekend well, well, today. First, we'll just start with today. I, you, you see the, the Fannie Willis stuff that is is trending all over the place down there in Georgia. Uh, we talked a little bit about the misappropriation of funds, uh, how it a the political attack that is going after Donald Trump, how how some people are just attacked and other people are emboldened. You know, real criminals are emboldened. Other people are just targeted and attacked. Well, this had a little bit of uh, pay-to-play, but I'm talking about bedroom play. We all know that. We were talking about Fanny Willis and her, her, uh, I don't know, her mistress, the married man. Um, how they're all working on the same case, and of course, redirecting funds. It's so much worse than that because now there's perjury elements to it, and. Let me just say, it's fun to watch a, a little animal like this squirm around, you know, but you have to remember, and I said it earlier on today, different places, Twitter, on uh, the 4 o'clock show with Adel and Zach, Fannie Willis is all over the country, all over. There, Fannie Willis's are running district attorney's offices. They're all over the DOJ. They are running after-school programs, local after-school programs, and they're all skimming off the top of these bloated budgets. They're all skimming. They're all greasing their own palms. They're investing in their own little local or regional or national celebrity. That's it. They do it. That, that's just it. It's all about helping people brand themselves as there is a, uh, a political culture that's being built up around us that we have to subsidize so like i said it's nice to see one squirm from time to time but fanny is everywhere everywhere you know and it, if it weren't for her libido this would have been much less of a visible situation and just completely overlooked because do you remember this this was a year ago whenever we bring up georgia and what's going on down there i i mean before we even knew about what kind of a a, a life fanny willis was was leading that was going to compromise the already illegitimate job she was given with this whole thing with with Trump and the, and the election. We got this last winter. Hold on. Let me get her up. Hold on. You remember this? You remember this creature with the hair and the nose? Do you remember this creature? 
this giggling little creature that went on a full media tour as a uh, a, a jury for woman for this for the grand jury how she giggled how 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 personally gratifying this was the, the case was over when we saw this girl on television but of course it, it kept up personally want to hear from the former president. I wanted to hear from the former president but honestly I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in and so I thought it'd be really cool it's an idiot I, I mean, this, this is a, a a sick this is a sick little creature and this is the person who has had been given the role of the lead juror so you imagine all the other little creatures that are around her and so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with President Trump of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear? And me getting to swear him in? I just, I kind of just thought that would be an awesome. Yeah, it would be really awesome. Swearing on a Bible, even though she's an avowed witch. Like the, the deep dives that went into this obvious thing, whatever this is, it's like, damn. Found all of her, all of her Wicca shit all over the place and her Pinterest I think uh, I think uh, Lauren, um, some bitch I know, was doing that. L. I think I saw a lot of her uh, profiles of this little witch creature. You know, so if Fanny Willis's libido didn't get away of this and make it just seem like such a a public catastrophe, I mean, this should have been enough. This was over a year ago, but um, onward we go. Okay, well, over the weekend, again, there's some other funny news. Uh, Huma Abedin, Hillary Clinton's sidekick, um, she was seen in, or she was taking a picture of in Paris, France, or whatever, and she is supposedly an item with George Soros's son, Alex, that is, you know, like, taking up the family business and going to the WEF and Davos and all that stuff and talking like a drug addict. Well... I guess uh, I don't know. I don't know who's playing with who. Who's the who's the toy? Who's the handler? I don't know. But that's just uh, that's crazy. It's essentially like having two lesser houses of nobility just kind of coming together and consolidating power. I saw somebody saying, "Oh, Hillary must be pissed because you know Uma was her plaything." I see you kidding me. Hillary probably set the price. She probably set the price. Signed off on the whole thing. This is all this is all very advantageous. But speaking of um, of the Soros's acquiring new property, let me bring you to this little tidbit of information. Then we'll kick the show off. George Soros is oh, why is her fat face on there? Ugh. Amy Schumer. That is the New York Post, and I can't use ad block anymore. George Soros fund poised to take control of nation's second largest chain of radio stations. This is scary. George Soros is poised to take a massive stake in the nation's second largest radio company, which owns more than 220 stations nationwide, according to court filings and source close to the situation. So they're taking on $400 million of debt in Odyssey. Which is yeah, definitely include. I was just gonna say includes uh, New York's WFAN. That's the 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 sports network. I listened to the Odyssey. App. I, I listened to uh, WFAN from time to time. I was actually listening to them on the way over here. 
Evan Roberts show or whatever the hell it was. But I know that they went to the Odyssey app. So um, they're going after, he's going after this, 220 stations. This is scary, some people say. Now, now here's the thing. When it comes to radio, I, I really perk up when I hear about this shit. And it's very important to me. And I, I had a couple of people, uh, quite a few people, completely missed the plot here. And when I had tweeted this out and I had said that this is something I did not like, because when you talk about George Soros buying up local newspapers in Maine or, you know, local uh, television affiliates, when it comes to newspapers and it comes to television affiliates, I'm just like, eh, I don't know. I'll watch News Channel 12. I, I, I'm not in school anymore, so I don't care about watching News Channel 12. It's just pretty much rehashed shit from CNN. They're all like that. But we used to just watch the local news for school closings when it was snowing outside. That's pretty much it. But a lot of people said, Frank, when was the last time you listened to radio? Well, I actually listen to radio quite often. And the question is pretty short-sighted. Because, you know, I understand... Uh, you know, I understand that there's a lot of antiquated media technology out there, but when you think about this, um, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, Soros money being used to acquire local local news affiliates, whether it be in print or television, uh, that's one thing. But despite the fact that radio is overregulated and that the advertising side of radio, the business model of it is stifling, Radio still is and always will be a miraculous technology. Miraculous communication technology. We're going to be talking about radio technology tonight in the form of healing, healing the body. But now we're talking about communication at this point. And it's still, I believe, a very necessary technology. As long as you can keep a station powered, then uh, there's a lot less vulnerable. A lot of the vulnerabilities that we have using the devices that we're using right now to listen to this show, to interact with each other on the internet. Radio doesn't have many of those, many of those, uh, those downfalls, those pitfalls, those vulnerabilities. Okay. As long as you can find a way to keep it powered, you can generate power somehow. You can stay in touch with people across vast distances and they can hear you. Okay. We're talking about an analog technology here, too, that is still very, very viable in very sensitive situations. Handheld transistors, I have those. They have ones out there now that are hand-cranked. So even if you don't have rechargeable batteries or a solar power pack, that you can keep the thing going forever. I mean, this is that's a that's huge. So when you think about somebody coming on in and making an investment into a chain of 220 radio stations... That's an investment into the foundational technology, in, into foundational technologies, I should just say. Okay, that may seem like a joke, but it'll only be a joke for as long as social media is a finger swipe away, and you just never know. So, I mean, I, I remember back in 2014 and 15, we were covering, you know, some George Soros news back then, and... Um, and I remember reading that he had just sunk about a billion dollars into um, coal company stocks. And everybody was like, what the hell is he doing to that? What's he doing that for? You know, especially since his friend Barack Obama um, was so hard on the coal industry and really forced it into decline. I said, what is he doing? 
Well, I mean, your guess is as good as mine as far as what the end play is, but the one thing I would say is I wouldn't attribute it to aimlessness or stupidity. The thing that that uh, that they're just going after 220 radio stations because it's it's stupid and nobody listens anymore, or there's no more application for the the technology is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, um, you know, if the lights went out, radio would instantly become more important than the internet again. Instantly, and everything that we have. I mean, we're staring the threat of cyber attacks in the face. Um, you know, uh, president, uh, uh, what's it called? Federal alert systems, all that stuff. We keep talking about cyber warfare, and everybody's like, huh. Well, not everybody, but a good amount of people that you would think would have a little bit of foresight here. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm going to, um, I'll be back in just a second, and we're going to bring Matt Reif on the show so don't go anywhere we will be right back you let one ant stand up to us then they all might stand up those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one and if they ever figure that out there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! Teardrop. Teardrops for Fanny Willis. This teardrop is for Fanny. This teardrop's for you, girl. Gonna do, um, gonna have a little bit of fun with this. Because where do we get our fun these days? Alright, well, speaking of, speaking of radio and frequencies and valuable technology. Tonight's guest, tonight's guest is Matthew Reif. Okay, he's the CEO of Reif Technology and the Reif Center LLC. And he has been, I've been, uh, he's been on my radar for a little while here. Reached out to him not too long ago and said, hey, you want to come on the show? Because, you know, we, we talk about radio frequencies, um, especially in the healing capacity a lot. But he is uh, one of the more, um, well, he's a relative of Dr. Royal Raymond Reif. We're going to talk about that in a second, who is one of the more famous figures in modern day to explore 
the application of resonant energy that is targeted treatment of human diseases and injury with radio frequency machines and uh, hoping to learn a little bit about the uh, the state of Rife's work today. So let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, Matthew, welcome to the show. You there? Hey, man. Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me on. It's great to have you on. So so how's your new year been going so far? Dude, this year it's it's been hectic. It's been really, really good, though. Uh, it's just been hectic. A lot of work. Keep on pushing every day. Like I'll be here at the office till about twelve thirty tonight. Okay, so we're we're working on we're working on the same schedule than you and I. It just never ends. But you know what I when I first came across you on on Twitter, actually it was a, a friend of mine, Doc Keck. Uh, he uh, he I said I said, dude, is that when you say Rife? Are you talking about like is he is he related uh, to to Royal Rife? What what is this? He's, yeah, you got to talk to him. So I I reached out. Tell us a little bit about your your lineage here. And then we can get into your your science background and everything else. Okay, so Royal was my great uncle. I never got to meet the guy. I've read all of his personal journals, all of his notes throughout the years. Uh, they got sectioned over to my side of the family uh, after he passed away. Didn't dude never knew that he was just some famous guy, right? And. So whenever I turned 18, I got my first cell phone. I moved away from home, got my first cell phone, sitting there searching like our family members and myself on uh, on the internet and looked up Roy or Royal, most people, Royal. <laughs> Dude, like everything. I'm like, this is not the same guy. I started looking into it and I was like, I know this machine. I, I know every bit of this. So I called and I was like, hey, is this the same guy? And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's him, but don't ever touch it. So, dude, it's like electronics have always been a part of my life. I wish I got to meet him, but, man, everything I've done has been springboarded off of him. Like, I owe him everything. You know what I mean? Well, how so let me ask you this, because I, I did – I did know that he died in you know sometime around 1970 or so. So unless yeah. you were in your 70s, it would be a little bit tough for you to have had any kind of a meaningful relationship with him. So, but what about people in your family? Have you been able to talk to any of the old timers in your family that could yes. you know give you a little bit of uh, personal 101 on your your uh, uncle here? Yes. Yeah, so my grandfather is 93, still alive, still kicking. And these are, this is where a lot of it came from, right? So he knew Roy. Uh, he told me all these different things. He's the one who showed me like a lot of different things growing up, like mechanics, things like this. So, you know, he, he got to give me a lot of feedback on it. And I've always kind of inspired to be like my grandfather and like my dad. My grandfather, great freaking engineer, did a lot in the automotive industry. My dad went through medical. He also was a, a auto mechanic and diesel mechanic, all these different things. So that that led a lot of inspiration. I just like a little bit more electronic than anything else. So it was kind of right up my alley. Uh, when when growing up, you know, Nintendo Entertainment System, the little gray box. Um, my favorite game was taking that thing apart and just identifying the components and putting it back together. Always loved it. Always loved taking things apart, seeing how it worked, and then putting it back together. So I take a little bit of a different approach than Royal whenever it comes to a lot of this, but it's the same basic concepts. I think it's just a little bit more tuned in 
for today's um, environment on everything that we have. Well, when it comes to this, though, in particular, you're talking about a technology that is, you know, it's not a it's not a carburetor for a car or, you know, anything that we use or, you know, any kind of like small, small motor technology, a lawnmower or something like that. Uh, It's something that's very it's a medical device in, in many ways. Um, so when did that really, uh, when did that really click for you? And when did you say, Hey, well, you know what? Uh, I guess, I guess I, if you have this kind of a technical background, is that what you do by the way? Are you, are you a mechanic by trade? No, 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 dude. Um, so, okay. Let me first say it's not a medical device to be a medical device. I have to have all the clinical trials done. I have to go through the FDA, all this stuff. It's a wellness device. I don't make any claims. The disclaimer is I'm not a doctor. You want to, if you want a medical, if you want medical advice, go see your doctor at your own risk. Uh, so this is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, anything like that. We've seen a lot of benefits from it, but I'll show you. Um, so that's, I, my trade was not in automotive mechanics. So like I was saying, my dad's side or my dad was more medical. He went to school to become an anesthesiologist. He ended up leaving that career after seeing like all the death and everything. My dad knew about this stuff too, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just more the engineering side that I really liked. And I just really liked electrical. So I, I started doing all this and Royal stuff really interested me. Like without the mechanical, I could have never engineered the entire, like every bit of this. I engineered every bit of it. So I would have had to hire mechanical engineers to be able to do this if I didn't have that. Now, I just like to understand how things work. So I've always understood this. I've always applied different things within this aspect, like uh, with health to my life. And I've always enjoyed it. I just knew it wasn't something for the public or for the world. I've mentioned it a couple of times on social media throughout the years and it gained attention like I did. And every time I just deleted my account, I, I didn't want anything to do with it. So how did you inherit the, I mean, I don't know if it, maybe it was just public records or something that was kept just within oh. the confines of your family. How did you come upon his actual work or anything that you can just start putting your own prototypes together that based on, I, I would have to imagine would be almost like a set of instructions. Um, so what it was, Dr. John Crane and Dr. Royal Raymond Rife worked together. And whenever John or whenever Roy died, John had all of his notes. He kept copies of all the notes in the lab. Uh, he worked on his own stuff himself because he had all the notes. And after Roy left the United States, um, so he had all of this and he had his personal journals, like he had it all. So after he died, everything went to the right side of the family and it just kind of went straight down in that lineage from there. It was my grandfather. So yeah, 93. So then uh, my dad just passed away in October. He never knew I was doing this. Um, My grandfather's still alive. I think he knows. I'm pretty sure. Well, how did you, how did you get it? If not through your grandfather, my grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. He, well, he just never, he just never thought that you were going to go out there and try to put one together then. Yeah, no, he's actually built some of these himself, man. He'll, he'll never tell anybody. You know what I mean? It's it's like one of those things. He always said, Matthew, don't mess with it. Go live your life. Work hard. 
you know, love everybody, take care of your family, and that's it. That's happiness. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I, I agree with him on that one there too. But but let's talk about this now. The original design, because there is the original design that I know a little bit about, and then there is what we have today, which is a pretty wide field of pulse electromagnetic frequency devices out there. Um, the how so let let us know a little bit about uh you know how the the original design and how it was intended to work if you can. Yeah. So even just like your uh, lava lamp, that's plasma. Is that what that the yep. blue one is? Yes. Yes. That's plasma. Now, Royal's machine was electromagnetic frequency wave field generator, and he had a plasma cell technology. So he got a tube out of like radio tube manufacturers. He got them to manufacture it out of quartz. A lot of people are like, oh, yeah, it's glass. It's not glass. There's different things that happens with glass, like electron burn, organ burn, things like this. He used quartz specifically, and that noble gas would leak out of the quartz because quartz is porous. So with that being porous, you have to refill it. Now, this is in 1920s. He also used all hardware. If you if you say you're familiar with it, so you'll notice that on his plasma cell tube, he had an anode that come out and it was flat and they had the other end come out and it was at a 45 degree angle. That's because he would have to turn it to adjust everything and put it in tune. Now, frequencies are measured through amount of hertz, uh, right? So a hertz rating is how many pulsations per second. Just like your lava lamp, it looked like it was really high hertz. It's just flowing nonstop. Um, so if I, if I tap this desk, 520 times in the matter of one second that is 520 or 520 hertz that's all it means it's a very easy breakdown of it um so this is the only thing i need is that base i need the base of being able to do electromagnetic frequency wave field generation and to be able to do it up on a hertz level because these produce something that's called electromagnetic fields now sound waves they travel and they have hertz and everything in them as well um i forget what we're tuned to now but you know we've all heard oh different hertz rating this and that well that's just pulsations per second like screen flicker even in lights there's like oh my screen's 60 hertz and that's the fastest that your eyes can see is 60 hertz now like sound waves emfs travel just like light waves travel but electromagnetic frequency wave fields travel a little bit differently because sound requires atmosphere. And EMFs are literal energy, and they don't require atmosphere. They can go through the vacuum of space. Now, the only thing that stops them, if they're uh, within a certain power range, you can always get through a Faraday cage, but a Faraday cage. Just like uh, we've, we've seen different movies over the years where people stick their cell phone in a microwave so oh nobody can call and now we're protected because that's a faraday cage just like there's microwaves inside of a microwave oven uh you know they put that on there because of the faraday cage protection right. to be able to keep those in so these can travel through the vacuum of space through walls and even through our body our body is biological and there is resonant frequency inside of it so whatever is resonant EMFs can pick up on and send synapse through your body. Synapse is an electrical pulse. Then this is how your body communicates. 
We are electrical, uh, electrical, carbon-based electrical beings. You know, carbon-based people work on electricity. So it only stands to reason if you can take electricity and to be able to stimulate the human body and help that communication and send these synapse up on a microcurrent level, a current that works fluidly with our human body that we already have, then why can we not do this to help influence the body to heal? Now, EMFs also do a little bit of polarization because it is energy. There's positives, there's negatives, right? Like positive and negative poles, like a magnet. So you can structure water with EMFs. Water structuring is something I've been going over with uh, my employee Simon for a little bit because we just put out a newsletter on structured water. And this is a, a molecular alignment of water. When you do things like reverse osmosis, it takes that polarity away. Water also holds memory. So you have to put this back in it to be able to have healthy water that work with the human body up on a cellular level. So plus structured water is the only thing that can hydrate mitochondria. If your mitochondria is not hydrated, then you get chronic fatigue, your cells cannot heal, and you just end up dying. There's a lot of it, illness and sickness and dis-ease because of people's uh, mitochondria is over, over, um, it's just bombarded with well, like radio waves, cell phone signals, 2.4 and 5 gigahertz from Wi-Fi. Now we got 5G coming out. That's like 6 gigahertz, I think, to 60 gigahertz. I was going to, I was going to ask you what you, if eventually what you thought about uh, 5G there, but you know, just going back to the, the water and, um, and, and, uh, electromagnetic frequencies i had uh i had a conversation with ben davidson not too long ago maybe you know you know weeks back and when we were talking about just the energy that is pulsed off of our sun and how it affects how this affects water i and the oceans and everything i said you know what it, it, it from a very logical standpoint for me for even a layman like myself um you think about mankind Forget about the oceans themselves, and you just think about how every person is at least 70% water. We are, a, uh, in effect, a walking ocean on land. So to, to think that these kind of atmospheric conditions um, uh, do not in some way affect us as a group, you know, when you have, like, you know, any kind of scenario where, you know, lunacy pops up, the positioning of the moon and all that stuff. But for, but now to be able to apply that on a microcosmic level where you're talking about an individual trying to, you know, fine-tune themselves to to operate better as a as a as a, a body, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. It sure does. And now, so you're saying that the um, the plasma tube that was connected to the uh, your your great uncle's original thing that was not glass that was quartz and yes. um, and they and I remember use I remember reading that it was either argon or neon inside of there you and you mentioned you mentioned the noble gases there as well are all of the newer generation machines that you are developing are you using gas as well no I don't want to use gas there's a lot of different things on gas like I have a plasma well. This uses argon. Just whenever I went to the store and picked it up, I had to sign a piece of paper for transportation authority, all these different things. It would just be it's a it's it's overkill to have to 
ship something like this. I know there's not like shipping regulations upon a cell itself with a size, but I don't want the the glass to break, quartz to break. Actually, I would have to find a quartz manufacturer. I would have to tune tune it itself, the cell. I have to tune it to the right frequency to be able to work with the human body. I have to pressurize the cell to the to specifics to be able to produce all of these different uh, plasmas inside of it. Uh, what Roy did is he used argon and helium. Okay. And helium, maybe that's the reason NASA is like our biggest user of helium. I don't know. Um, no, maybe it's not helium. Anyway, he used those two gases because he was thinking, oh, there's two different uh, plasmoids inside of here. It's two different electrons getting excited. We can have like a larger electron than the other one, and this will work up on a certain level. And then he figured out he didn't need it. He would just use argon. So argon is the one that you would see uh, that's more blue. So on some of his stuff, you'll see how it's like blue and red. That's just the mixes of the gases. And all the time, he always had to figure out, oh, well, now these gases are separated. It's like oil and water because there are two different densities. Okay. Well, so, so so then I guess my main thing here now from there would be if it's not essentially the same machine, how do you know that if you have improved upon or degraded your uncle's design by not going the plasma route? Uh, so, so how first of all, what did you replace that that component with and how do you know if you have either improved upon it or degraded it? So. <sighs> I'll touch on the improving versus degrading here in a moment, but this is what I've replaced it with. This is a specially made wire. I engineered the wire. I have to pay a company to manufacture this for me. You can touch it. It's not bare. It's the same thing as magnet wire whenever it comes to what it is on the outside because that's an enamel coating on it. The inside, it's a wire that has silica and another component inside of it that helps with the continuity and just the resistance terminating impedance upon everything. So I've had to make this wire and be able to do this. And we have manufacturing today that we didn't have in the 1920s. And like I said, Roy used all hardware. Now we have software. We have better manufacturing. We have better math, like more math discoveries. So I used all these different things to be able to make this coil and to be able to do it just right, to be able to tune the coil just like I would have to do the quartz glass or quartz. Um, like just to be able to do all these different things. Now on the, have I improved or lessened it? Well, we have something that isn't leaking. We have something that'll last you a lifetime. Um, it's not something that you're gonna easily break like a quartz container. You don't have to pressurize it. It's more stable. So I think on that aspect that I've improved it, the EMFs, uh, this is called something called vortex torsion technology on the coil design. A lot of different things that go into the coil, but you have different vertices for a reason. Plus, um, like on the wire itself, think of how a Tesla coil works whenever you create a toroidal field. I'm able to keep a steady toroidal field in this coil which was not able to happen upon his his uh, plasma cell technology so with the better manufacturing with the stability of the machine with the better um engineering because we have different components or different manufacturing to be able to do this 
and just the vortex torsion technology to where I can keep a consistent basis using software instead of all hardware and the toroidal field itself to where we can have more stable electromagnetic fields. I think that we've improved on it. Now on the basis of somebody's personal self and the benefits they see, it's kind of like comparing apples to oranges because we've seen amazing results across the board. Now our returns are less than half a percent. Some people just don't like it or the money issues. And I'm like, okay, great, send it back. I'll give you a full refund, that's fine. But we've always seen very beneficial um, just outcomes from. We've we've seen a lot of great things. I've seen. I was reading through some of the testimonials and some of the, um, I guess what you call uh, studies that are up on the on the site right there. And yeah. but you know, but just and I want to get to I want to get to that in particular because I also want to talk about frequencies, matching frequencies, and how you even figure these things out. But but hearing you talk about the the ways that you have, I guess say altered the original design to be able to you know eliminate things like leaking and stuff like that. That sounds that sounds like an incredible amount of technical knowledge and know-how that needs to be applied there to be even even find alter. If you told me. Well, we got this plasma technology situation over here, and we want to be able to uh, modernize it. And I don't have any kind of formal technical training or a science background or anything like that. Um, if I'm just powered powering this project by nothing but personal interest alone, I would at mm -hmm. least have to go and surround myself with a bunch of consultants and people who are able to actually make sense of the technological upgrades for me. So uh, this, so my, I guess that's my question. Did you bring on any help to be able to find replacements and, 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 and alt and different, um, different pathways and, and different routes of getting this technology, this new found technology accomplished, because I mean, th that sounds very highly specialized right there. And for somebody with no formal training, that, that that's all that almost sounds miraculous that you would even figure it out just by improvising. Yeah, all of this, like the electronics part, it's always even though I've worked other jobs, and I've had my hobbies, that was really just always part of my life, like learning this stuff, figuring out how it works. So it's kind of come with the territory over the years. It, is it where it could be? No, I'll, I'll still learn things over the years, but I didn't get any outside like help on it. Uh, I, for one, it's just something I really enjoyed doing. So I just did it alone. I didn't ever mean for this to turn into a business like this. Mm -hmm. It's going to send one or two of them out. And then it just kind of blew up. And so I'm here. So it's my responsibility to kind of carry it on because I did put it back out in the world. I did make it and I put it back out. So it's kind of, I, I just feel like it's a duty, you know, yeah. plus I owe it all to Roy. So I want to get his name back up on a pedestal where it belongs within the medical industry. Well, going back to Roy himself, I'll just call him Roy because you do. It sounds very, very casual for me, but then again, you are family. Uh, as with most things of this nature, there's a very recognizable pattern that people can get, even the untrained eye can spot. And that is that there is whenever somebody, you know, formulates some kind of a technology or a, 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 a potion or whatever the hell it is that is very controversial and looks to undercut normal ways of doing business, 
one side is making a promising claim worthy of at least public interest and extensive investigation. And then you have the other side, which is usually headed off by the American Medical Association that calls it quackery and then files lawsuits to stop the uh, the practitioner from working altogether. Um, that that's that's what we see. That's what we see here with a lot of things. It's a conversation ender all the all off the board. I mean, across the board. And the one thing that they'll they'll throw out there is that there is no credible or reliable evidence to support one claim or another. So um, without making any kind of medical proclamations over here, what is the most compelling evidence that you can provide to the contrary that this has the ability to uh, affect the physical, I don't know, uh, healing factor or any, what can you tell us without getting yourself in trouble? So again, on my device, I don't make any claims like you were saying. Now, I will be able to in the future after I do the clinical trials. We're up underneath this entire regime of, oh, you have to do it like this, 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 and this, and this. Um, so the American Medical Association, they own the word treatment. They own the word cure. Like these, these are all words that they own. So like if anybody's like, oh, yeah, I treated him and cured that. Boom, FDA's right on you. So I don't want to go that route until I can do it by their standards with their train with their people that's been trained to their standards to where it's like, well, now you've provided all of it. Here it all is. And these are all by your standards. But so you can do this because the government has sponsored multiple, like multiple different colleges over the years. They've given grants and funding to different scientific um parts of colleges to like oh work on this and see what you got here and then as soon as they find out one thing boom they cut the funding and they move on to a different college that's compartmentalization so just like we was talking about earlier there's a lot of clinical trials that are on my website you can go to my website hit the uh go to the research tab i think you gotta do a drop down then research we're changing this in the future um but you can go there tons of clinical trials they are posted on the NIH.gov. They are posted on PubMed. These are all peer-to-peer you know, -peer reviewed, and you can see the efficacy yourself on it. Are these so, are these trials that were conducted on on the on the machine that you in particular designed, or those are forthcoming with your own design being tested? Um, those are coming up. So there's a lot of different things within this field to be able to have true clinical trials done. I have obviously had to go at my my side's more like electrical engineering and knowing how the human body works. I'm not a doctor. There are doctors out there trained in this. So I'm looking at a lot of them right now uh, to where I can get things lined up to where we can do solid clinical trials and do it on multiple different sites at the same time to see what kind of results come up. So that's something I'm still working through. I'm excited to be able to do it. I can't wait to bring it forth. But there's a lot of people that's on X right now that they've gotten the machines and they stand by them. And they tell you truly, like, this is what's happened. Well, I have I have at least one friend of mine who is uh, is in the alternative uh, health care and natural uh, health care uh, field that would love to be a part of the clinical trials. He said that he would 
he would try to make something happen if he could. He'd pull any connection that he has. So I can I can definitely look you, link you up with him because I, I like seeing these ideas get tested in really, really controlled environments, no doubt about it. But, um, you know, speaking of that, one of the things that would have to be tested is the the machine's ability to perform specified tasks that are different from one another. And one thing that I've read about your uh, your great uncle's work is that there is frequency that is associated with individual ailments or or you know a- anything like that is being th- that frequency is the basis of this particular form of I dare I say treatment but in the past that's just what it was so how is it determined what frequency is used to um, heal bone or or heal treat um to interact with human bone versus what is a frequency that would be used to break up a tumor or a blood clot or anything like that i never understood um how that works and i uh and whether and how frequency can also be adjusted over the course of that okay let's uh, so a good example on this is uh tv antennas right you know remember the old antennas that had different lengths of antennae on them, or antenna that's on them mm-hmm. and um, so there's like dipole antennas mono monopole antenna all these different things but the antennas that specifically were made out of metal they had a center shaft and then they had different lengths as they went down these are tuned rods these have a specific frequency on so whenever you send out radio waves that's what they pick up on that's something that's called resonance it's a resonant frequency that picks up. Now, let's take, for example, uh, there is a nerve in your spinal column that runs down. Its resonant frequency is 95 hertz. So whenever you send electromagnetic fields through the body and it finds that 95 hertz, then that's where that electrical energy picks up on and that synapse is sent. And this synapse helps with quite a few things. It can help blood flow to the area, which reduces inflammation. It helps the cells up on a cellular level to be able to keep its voltage up. This helps in its own way. It's gonna help structure water within your body and this structured water hydrates the mitochondria. So there's many different things like that. And the way they found out, now Royal in the beginning, he had something called the universal microscope, prismatic microscope, all these different things. And he had two quartz lenses. He used a lot of quartz. So two quartz lenses that were concave and they fit together. And this is the way that they're shown in like the Louvre in France, I think it is. But they're like, oh yeah, here's these two lenses. We don't know how any of this works. Well, they're backwards. You got to flip them, flip the lenses around, and then you're going to be able to shine a light array. All right. So you're going to be able to break that light and spread it. Just like uh, our atmosphere, when our light comes in, it breaks up the light. The sky's not really blue. That's just the color we see because that's the resonant uh, frequency and that's what reflects off of it. So like black absorbs all of the light. This is the reason that you stay hot and more hot in a black shirt than what a, in a white shirt because white doesn't absorb any of the colors. So black and white aren't necessarily colors, but black will absorb them all, white rejects them, right? So that's the reason it looks white. But uh, anyway, so whenever he was looking at this on this light array, he was the first person to ever see a live virus with the human eye. 
he would spread that light across it and whatever light is reflecting back, he knew that was its resonant frequency. Over over time, I'm guessing he dialed that in because it's kind of hard to, oh yeah, that's that specific color. You know, I don't know how to do it. But and then he would dial it in. Well, throughout the years, there's been many doctors work on these frequencies. I have all of Royal's notes on the frequencies. There's been other doctors to work and be able to put lists together, but they've also had cadavers. So they've been able to break uh not break, sorry, disrespectful. They've been able to dissect people and pull nerves and things out of people to find its resonant frequency. Now, how they did that, I'm not a biologist, I'm not in that field. You're talking about how, how, the, how would you find the resonant frequency in bone, for example? Because that, so that's, that's, sure that's what I wonder about. It's like, okay, well, what's, what's the, uh, the frequency of my bones? And, and is it the same as the person next to me? So bone, it's made of calcium. I'm just working through this because I don't know for sure. But I'm guessing because they have, they're made up of the same materials. Most of them are around the same size. If it's like a copper wire, then copper wire dictates the diameter of the wire, the length of the wire, and a couple other factors like, um, I mean, I can't crease it, but bone's different. I don't know. That's something I should look up because I, I just really don't know. No, well, I other- mean, at this point, at this point, Matt, I, I, I've had, I've had, uh, I've been in in possession of many different books and and also links that actually list out frequencies to tune because there's so many of these machines out there now and frequent there there are frequency guides out there to tune for anything whether it be a uh physical break like you want to be able to you know stimulate the the uh, i don't know uh whether it be tendon or connective tissue or if it's hard tissue like structural uh tissue like bone um or even if it's emotional so i i mean i always wondered i I got it yeah, 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 I know. I know where we're going to with this, and I think I got. It. There's something that's called bioresonant feedback, to where you send an electrical current in the body, and then wherever the resistance is, that's where you know the problem is. So it could be nothing but an electrical feed in on one side, and seeing what comes out with that resistance, like see what it modulates it to. Okay. So that could be what it is. That's interesting, though. No, like I said, it's it's one of those things that. I I probably have a, a frequency something uh, li- a couple of links in my bookmarks over here, uh, but I never under really understood how to do it, and especially with a lot of these PEMF machines, which are all, I mean, I w- I would love to have one, but uh, even if you buy one news, uh, buy one used, not new, they're mm-hmm. like the uh, it's, it's it's you might as well go out there and buy a, a used car. I mean, it, it, one of these things that are new, it's, you, you might as well go out there and buy a new Volkswagen. I mean, some yeah, of these, it's just it's to a nuts. certain extent, except for the PEMF machine. Okay, for one, that's pulsed electromagnetic frequency. So it's going to do different pulses. It'll be like, in hertz, it'll be like 20, 40, 40, 20, 20, 40, 40, 40, 20, 40, 40. It's pulsed, right? Yeah. Mine are straight frequencies. I believe the reason they use PEMF a lot is because they don't know how to get around the oscillation of healthy body cells to the point where they heat up and destroy the elasticity of the cell membrane. I think that's for the PEMF, but these don't necessarily wear out. Most PEMF machines have um, like copper thread inside of it, and that's where the electrical current's running. Now, I don't like these because the 
the wire diameter does dictate the size of the electromagnetic pulse or the field that's coming off of it. So even with Royal's machine, like the quartz was big. I don't know the effect. Of, I know it's weaker for a PEMF than what my machine is. I know the PEMF. I've ran the same amount of amperage through it. It won't hold up like my machine does. This is the reason I use different gauges of wire too, because I want a specific, I want a sledgehammer to tear down a wall and not just like a little jeweler's hammer, if that makes sense. It does. And PEMF is kind of that way. Now, I think they're great. I think that they do have their place. I think they work well. My machine isn't PEMF. I just used to use a larger wire and there's been more people to benefit from mine than like and instead of just their PEMF machine because it's harder hit harding hit harder hitting sorry okay well then let me because we're running out of time here in the uh, in this first half and I really appreciate you coming on and I was gonna I was gonna do a little bit more on this um, as a bonus in the second half but I think we we've gotten a lot here and I just wanted to ask you because I was looking at your again your site there are there are uh sections about how plants plant life uh can be positively impacted by just being in proximity to this technology uh pets which i would have to imagine that that just checks out because if people can can uh, stand to have some kind of benefit why wouldn't a pet but there's the other thing is that is the the, the therapy end of things and i guess it goes a little bit more into the emotional as i said in the opening tonight I've had guests come on that have uh, that have designed entire uh, entire radio frequency programs to help people attain different levels of sleep, you know, sleep therapy. But also, it seems that this is a little bit more on the the uh, the psychotherapy end of things. You've seen this uh, applied. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that, and then maybe just end with talking about what you believe the limitations are, if any, to this technology right. going forward? So the emotional thing, this is something I haven't gotten into. The one thing I never do is make claims that I haven't seen. I'm not going to lie to anybody and be like, oh, I saw this happen. And I did. So Royal got to see a lot. And I understand his, you know, claiming on things. Now, one of the way that I differ with, I think that, and this goes into the plants too. I think we're so bombarded by all these radio frequencies that it's changing us. And I know it is. I know it's changing us up on a cellular level to have high frequency electrical charge in our system that doesn't work with us naturally. Now, my goal, whenever Roy did this, he was using high frequency. I only used 20,000 uh, 20, hertz and below because I think that we're so bombarded with these other high frequencies. It's put us in a negative spot. Like we are natural beings and these are synthetic outside influencers. I only use frequencies that we use natural or that we can get natural. Like 18,000 hertz, that's what you would get laying on a beach. Um, so plants, I think they're done the same way. I think that they are stressed. Just like we are stressed with this high frequency voltage in our system, it can cause inflammation, which is the root of all disease. The inflammation acts like a resistor, then our synapse cannot flow and your brain cannot communicate with the body properly. So plants are done the same way. Let's ease that. One of my things that I'm doing 
because even these are all natural frequencies and plants can benefit, especially because of structured water being able to to hit on a cellular level. It re, uh, structured water uh, has reduced surface tension and it's a, a antioxidant. So that's going to help the plants for one. Another is there's plants use frequency all the time. Uh, the resonant frequency of chlorophyll is um, 528, just like light is resonant at 528 hertz. It's the reason light will activate chlorophyll. Mm -hmm. I want to use lower frequency on the plants because, man, that's just their natural state. You know, it's kind of like that uh, comedy bit by Jack Schwartz where he says, why are we living outside? Or why are, why do we live inside? And the only thing we do is bring in stuff from the outside. So I got a dog. The only thing he wants to do is go outside. He has a good point. It's true. So we are biological beings. This metal that's on my bookshelf, it's never had any life in it. That metal has a very high resonant frequency, something that I cannot be and something that I cannot be used to. The wood has more of a natural frequency. Wood holds energy. Metal does not. You can tell wood holds energy because you can still capture 40% of the energy when burning it and turn it into electrical energy. So it's been alive. These are things that we need to be around. Now, we all live in a situation of, you know, concrete or tile or rubber or polyester, all of these synthetic things. And I think they're bad for us overall. So whenever it comes to health, you need more of what we're used to. And in 1920s, Royal had the ability, I guess, yeah, I would say ability to be able to go with higher frequency and not uh, bombard our body with even more because they didn't have these other things that we do today. So that's one way I've changed. And that's the reason I go for the lower level frequencies. Whenever it comes to limitations on it, I don't know. And this is the reason I always use like people's own testimonials, things that I can back up by their words alone. Um, I share things on X all the time of people like uh, the world's mayor. If you've seen me uh, reposting his stuff, because I sent him a gold unit and his tremors and everything have completely stopped in his body. He's been doing a lot of different things um, like with HIV, and I forget the other conditions he has, but he had horrible tremors. And it's just a blessing to be able to see him go through this and to be able to live life. Again. So I don't know the limitations on this one, on this model specifically, because I'm always going to learn. And if I set the limitations now, I'm sure I'll blow right through them later and be able to do something better. Well, we can, but, we can only hope. Yeah. We can only hope. I can say I give the 30 day money back guarantee. Uh, let me, let me send you one. Cause I, I like this. I like the questions that you ask. I like the hard hitting questions and from every angle, let me send you a machine and tell me what you think. Well, I mean, if, if for any other thing, I, I would love to pass that. If you did send me something, at least for even for a, a short period of time, I can give it to my friend who, who said he would love to conduct some really good, uh, clinical trials. And, no, um, so let me send you one to keep, put me in connection with him, and I can always do more. Oh, well, Matt, you've been very, very gracious with your your time, and of course with your your uh, 
your products over there, and I can't wait to learn more about it because, of course, just um, just the reference of it all really makes people perk up. And I know that this is something that is still very, very widely pursued, even though it is just riding that line of you're, you're just about to get destroyed by the the American Medical Association and and everything else. I, I was watching a, a a TED talk from a couple of years ago. And I, I, it was not exactly what uh, Dr. Rife was working on, but it was something along those lines. I think, what, what was it called? I don't know. I think her name was Christine, um, no, no, Gib- like Christine Gibbons. Okay. I know that name. I'm trying to think of what she did. What was the TED Talk? Come? She did a TED Talk. I think it was maybe about four or five, maybe seven years ago. And I don't know the name of it was not this in particular. It was a different uh, kind of vibrational technology. I'm going to go find it. And I'm maybe in the second half, I'll, I'll throw it up on the screen. But uh, in the meantime, I love to stay in touch. I, I'll probably still have more questions about things. And, and I'm sure we'll have some feedback coming in from the audience in the second half. That is now the, the what you would like people to check out is rifetechnology.com. Real, real rifetechnology.com. Rife Technology on X. RealRifeTechnology.com, and I'm putting that in the description of the episode so people will have it right there in the bio of the episode. And I hope that, and, and uh, what would you say on, on X? What's the? Uh, at Rife Technology. At Rife Technology. So I'm going to put, I want to make sure, I already had the link. I'll make sure that your, your Twitter's in there as well because I would love for people to reach out to you. I know that there's probably a couple of my friends who would love to even interview you. So, uh, yeah. thank, thanks again for your time tonight, man. If there's anything else you want to say in closing, go right ahead. Yeah, dude. Uh, American Medical Association, you can either take chemicals or you can be an engineer of your own health. So I encourage everybody just to learn as much as you can. Thank you for everything, Matt. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, man. All right. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go and take some of your calls on the second half of the show. Now, I know that there are people here who um, love talking about topics like this i know that you love you you get sucked in by things like royal rife and um it's one of those things that is brought up constantly when we discuss what could be and what is you know what could be and what is because what did i say before with 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 matt it's really one of those things where curiosity is killed that's the bigger thing you know you you go and you take something a uh, a piece of technology you you put a personal hypothesis or a theory to to work and you know you make a claim that seems promising in some way that is worthy of as, as i said public interest and extensive investigation at the very least and then uh, there's just another side that does not care about that extensive investigation they are only caring about making sure that they retain the power of labeling everybody around them quacks, or if they're obedient enough, they can be affiliates, and uh, and that's what I would love to be able to continue to w- talk about. So we'll do that in the second half. Uh, I have put the links for Pilled and for Quite Frankly TV in, in most of the the um, the descriptions there. Head on over with us because the lines are going to be open, and I know we have a lot of very smart people out in the audience, and I want your your uh, your thoughts. I have some more of my own that I want to share. So uh, at the very least, get to quitefrankly.tv. It's very quick. It's two clicks over. 
There's no paywall, and I will see you on the other side. The rest of the show is available exclusively at pill.net. Follow the link in the description of the episode, get signed up, it's that easy. Or head on over to quitefrankly.tv, just press play. No paywalls, no censorship, no strings attached. So head on over, quitefrankly.tv, powered by Foxhole and pilled.net. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Welcome to intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 We all support quite frankly. Quite frankly. Not quite. Quite frankly. Joe Brandon. Quite frankly. In Roma, Quite frankly. You're going on Frank's show tonight? I want to get a Coke. Can I get a Coke? So everybody watch. Quite frankly. With Frank. Quite frankly. How dare you? Okay, so what do you guys think about this all tonight? Uh, there's another another topic I'd like to throw out there, too, because last night when I was on the Valentine's Day show with Lauren, I let you all know about what my, my Lenten sacrifice was, my Lenten promise. And that was I was going to be pleasant on social media. You know, I'm going to comment on things. But I, I was, I was going to stop with the the vicious commenting against the, it, you know, it, it's pretty much a for you tab thing. My social media Lenten promise could have essentially been boiled down to ignoring and not engaging in any of the trap, the big trap that is the 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 retardation on display on the for you tab. Retardation. Retards. 
there's there's just and even then that is a clinical term you have human beings that maybe in another timeline would have been fully developed and fully cognizant and they're just they're not there their develop has been stunted it's been thwarted has been just done it's over so uh that that was my Lenten promise, and it is going to be a challenge today. I have had to f- my way through a couple of things, and uh, but you know everything's fine, and it's going to be fine. And I think ultimately this is going to tidy up a little aspect of the show's overall appearance, as I have so many other things to do. But what do I want to do now? I want to also invite you guys and gals to call in. You can comment on what we just spoke about tonight with Matthew Rife. Rife Technologies, anything that you like to add or subtract or dispute, whatever the hell it is, you can call on in. And I would also like to hear about what you have given up for Lent. What have you given up for Lent? Everything is going to be through the main hotline tonight, and that is uh, 914-200-0269. 914-200-0269. I want to hear about what you gave up for Lent. And I also want to hear about what you think about Matthew Rife. Now, I got to say one thing, and I'll just put it out there. There is, uh, I, I, I am not in any way, shape, or form, I'm not a, uh, I don't disbelieve or find it hard to believe that somebody with a passion and an interest in something can rise above any kind of perceived technical limitations to achieve something greater than they expected that they could ever do, especially if they have the blueprints for something that has been public or at least in the family and accessible. But I mean, but there is something there about that question I asked about formulating a new kind of machine. Uh, now, if, uh, if, if, if Matthew had spent a lot of time working on this, you know, in this field, then that would be something that, uh, would, that would, that would make the, uh, the, the entire story a little bit easier to digest. Now, obviously he has a finished product. He's out there marketing it. He's talking about the backstory and, and everything he's saying is, is very logical, especially in how we, uh, you know, how we are composed, what, what comprises us, the, the electrical nature of our being, of the universe, of the pulses coming from the sun, about how most of the world is water. We are conductors of that electricity. If you think that that doesn't affect us as individuals or as groups, I mean, that that is all very logical. Absolutely. So the, the, the foundation of how this thing works is sound. But there are still some pretty some pretty specific things I would love after all these years of interest in the subject to have answered. And it also makes perfect sense as to why he couldn't answer some things because it's not actually his background. Um, so there's that. But. It's one thing to say, okay, I've got a set of instructions in front of me. I've got pieces. I've got a blueprint, and I'm going to put this thing together. We, it, is, it is possible for people to go ahead and do that. For anybody, go ahead and do that. You know, Some people are more just naturally gifted than others in that respect, and it would be possible. 
but to be able to take a design from the 1920s and replace key components of it without having any consultation is something that I, I wonder about. You know, the, the key component being those quartz tubes with the, the noble gases inside of it. I want to know exactly who consulted you. I, I would need tons of consultation. There's no way. It's, it's like trying to take a, you know, a, a, an old school car with a carbureted engine and turning it into an electric vehicle. So I wouldn't even be able to build the old school car. Um, and, but to, to turn it into a Tesla would be something I would have to hire a lot of help to even conceive of. So that that was something I I really wanted to dig on a little bit more. But you just know, you know, I, I give people credit and we'll see what happens, because I, I would love to give Jay Gulanello a device for him to do some testing. That's who obviously that's who said he would love to get on in on. All right, let's take a call. 917. You're on the air. Who is this? Hi, Frank. This is Laura from New York. Hello, Laura. Good to have you on. Thank you. Uh, I was just calling to um, talk about the right. Okay. I was actually talking talking with Maggie on the chat. I think she uses that because uh, Spooky 2, I don't know if you ever heard, it's like the, the subject. Spooky 2 is also a rice machine that has been going on in the market for a long time. It's that machine that I used for about six years. And I do see a lot of results, even though people are like, oh, because this and that. I mean, I don't know if it's my belief or um, it's my body that, res- that resonates with the frequency, but it does work wonders. And I seriously can advocate uh, uh, in favor of, of right frequency. I don't know this guy's machine, and I didn't even know the existence of him, but uh, I'm actually interested. But I, I wasn't. it wasn't too clear for me the way that he explained it. Well, there is a lot, as you, you know, as you know, there's a lot of different stuff on the market and these things are getting so small Mm now. I remember after it was last January, I think it was like January 5th or 6th of 2023 that I had Toby Wright on. He's a uh, a, a Grammy nominated uh, producer. I think he might have actually had a couple of wins. I don't know. But he was he trans not only does he still do music production work but he has started putting a lot of his uh talents into creating these i don't know i would say almost like hemi-sync binaural beat kind of compositions that are there to uh, mm-hmm. t- to help people with sleep and and also physical healing in some cases um yeah. but you know with that i'm aware of that it was after that show, I got a lot of people getting in touch with me and said, Frank, there are even applications that are coming out now for cell phones to change the, 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 the resonant frequency that's emitted from cell phones to turn little devices like that into, into, you know, into these kind of therapeutic uh, modalities. And um, so, yeah, but these things are tricky because where they're coming from. Because if it, if it comes from the phone, I it know comes together with the frequency of the phone, so it's not good. It somehow, it's not good. Absolutely. For example, the, the the frequencies that Spooky puts on their channel on YouTube, I recorded them, then put on another way to to listen, so I don't listen directly from the 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 iPad or the iPhone that is emitting like the EMF or whatever frequency that is not good. 
And my my point, Laura, exactly being is that there is so much out there to choose from. Um, and it, it it begs the question for some people. You know, some people would say, "Hey, that 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 telephone, that phone application actually worked for me." Is that a is that a uh, you know a I, I don't know. Is that just a, a mental thing? Is it a? It's just one of those things. You, you um, just. I don't know. I think it might work because the frequency is there, and the the way that I know is the frequency. When you send the frequency to kill, for example, a virus, you're sending the frequency to mirror the frequency of the virus, and then that within that the virus doesn't handle and diminish. Uh, that's how I understood how it works. That's why I was trying to, to, to hear from him if he would explain the same. But that's why I didn't get it. I don't know if he can clarify if he did understand better than I did. Well, what did you, let me see here. What did you do? Um, I mean, what do you use this for, if you don't mind my asking? Do you have a, do you have any I kind? I have a machine that is called AK Tom which is from a guy that I visit here in New York, uh, this Russian guy that he was interested in. the. He developed the thing in Russia and then brought it to New York. And then the other, the other one is the Spooky 2 machine. I don't know if you ever heard of it. The Spooky 2 is like a, a device that emit. Well, the Spooky 2 has a really big range of uh, devices. And it goes to like one that is $300 to one that is like $4,000. Because the $4,000 use the plasma, and the plasma apparently is the one that is the most high uh, on the, the matter, like uh, treating much deeper gotcha. symptoms. Gotcha. When so. it's like diseases that are more um, more tough in your body. Not okay. like a headache. A headache I can do with the, with the frequency of the, the audio that I listen from Spooky Tooth. Well, I'm glad that so, I'm, well, I mean, I'm glad you called in on this, and I, and I hope that you're the first uh, the the first of a few because I I definitely want to see yeah uh, especially I hear everybody <laughs> especially users too yeah well well hey uh, you enjoy yourself over there and I hope everything continues thank you so to, much Frank yeah no no doubt and and call in again too oh and thanks for thanks for the space for us to talk about it <laughs> yeah 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 so and, and you know uh, soon I might have one of these things to. Hold in my hand, and uh, and we'll see. We'll we'll see. I don't I don't know what I would be able to prove. I don't have anything really too just wrong remember, with me. Remember, there's a protocol to be done. It's not just like oh, I'm gonna do this and it's gonna work. There's a protocol. You have to follow the protocol. Okay. Well, thank you for the call, Lara. <laughs> thank you, Frank. Have see, a good night. See you later. Yeah, I um, as far as protocols go, I remember we tried one of these PEMF machines. It came with a pad and everything else, um, and it was very interesting, interesting stuff. And we had it for a couple of months. A friend sent it sent it over us for for us to try. Wanted to you know let Lauren try some stuff for her stomach and other things, but it's uh, it's of great interest. But I, I I would have to have something very specific that I want to see improve, and um, and to have a solid protocol, no doubt about it. But it's just it. Uh, wh- what do we do? What do we do? And uh, and where do we get all of our confirmation for this stuff? I love to hear about it. Call in 914-200-0269. I have a little bit of this. Here, take a listen to this. I found it over the course of the break. 
And then I'm going to get to some of your super chats. It was Christine Gibbons. Where is she? Um, it was. Wait, just clicked it. It's called, and it's from, this is from six years ago. It's a TED Talk. A couple of things of these things have been featured on the show before because there, there have been interesting things that have been on. Even if they are just like validations of conspiracy theories or anything like that, we've had a lot of fun with these text, TED Talks over the years. Using sound waves to destroy cancer. Christine Gibbons from six years ago. Here's the, the bio. Histosonics, unique histotripsy. Histotripsy platform will fundamentally change the nature of surgery. Histotripsy uses the mechanical, not thermal, properties of focused ultrasound to precisely destroy targeted tissues without damaging surrounding tissues or, or structure. Now, it's not what, what Royal Rife was doing. Let me see. Let's see here. University of Michigan was taking a different path. He, he was using, wanted to use the, the sound energy to create mechanical forces, not heat, to destroy tissue. He and his colleagues at the University of Michigan, Michigan actually found that the mechanical forces of heat could have great benefit as compared to heat, or the mechanical forces, excuse me, of sound that could use to have great benefit. Those mechanical forces could actually be a lot more precise and they have the potential for more rapid healing, quicker, quicker recovery, and less pain. So Charles and his colleagues, together with the university's technology transfer office, licensed that technology to a newly formed company called Histosonics. And Histosonics got to work developing a medical device that would be able to, to deliver histotripsy. And the most important component of that is the ultrasonic transducer. And the fundamental part of the ultrasonic transducer is the piezoelectric element. This, when, a, when electric, electricity is applied to it, vibrates. And those vibrations then create an ultrasonic wave that can propagate through tissue. Now by arranging an array of these elements in a concave formation, the transducer then becomes capable of transmitting ultrasonic waves that then increase sharply in strength at the focus. By, by pulsing those waves, we create the histotripsy effect to destroy tissue at the cellular level. Now, based on this principle, the Vortex RX is being developed to provide physicians the ability to non-invasively treat tissue. The transducer is placed over the, the target, in this case, a tumor in the liver. Sound energy passes through the body to those tissues, creating an energy field that creates bubbles then and the expansion and collapse of those bubbles is what mechanically then fractionates those tissues. Now other therapeutic ultrasound generates vibration that then creates heat to destroy those tissues, which could then potentially damage other tissues nearby not targeted because of thermal spread. With histotripsy, that pulsing is provided in very, very short pulses that allows then a mechanical force and so that the range of destruction of that tissue can be precisely controlled and monitored in real time. The tissue then gets naturally absorbed in the body after the treatment and then natural healthy cells can regrow. So I mean this this is only an eight minute long video and um, let me see here. Let's see let's go to the comments. 
Okay. Ready for this? Comments. So much for giving credit to Dr. Royal Rife, who was, who was destroyed by the AMA for coming up with this, plus his incredible microscope. It has over a thousand likes. Uh, what else do we have? Some Nikola Tesla quotes. More Royal Rife. I mean, there's, Rife is all over the place. So glad to see so many aware of Dr. Royal Rife's life work and how viciously it was repressed. It's almost as though people are experiencing an awakening of sorts. Casey, Rife, Tesla, true gifts to humanity. Give these great men credit. Uh, let's see here. This is not by any means a new concept, but I'm glad to see some advocate, uh, someone advocate this for in mainstream use. Uh, here's another one. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone seeing all these people taking credit for something we have known about for over a century now, and I'm not even giving credit yet again to the person who created a device, used it successfully, and then was destroyed by the medical community. Dr. Reif is not even mentioned in these people's presentations. Outrageous. So, I mean, that's why I say when I bring on someone like Matt Reif tonight, there is a... There's a name recognition. There is a story here that is very well known and shared. And it's similar to, to people like uh, to. Um, no, I'm blanking tonight because my head is splitting. Um, we were just talking about him. Uh, Dr. Brzezinski. Dr. Brzezinski. About his his cancer clinic in Texas. It's just incredible to see the jackals on the federal end of things come with just fangs bared for anybody who is trying to actually use their gifts in that uh, in the medical field or the science field to actually give people options, things to try and to actually uh, to let the free market go and and dictate whether or not there's something better for people that there may be something better for people outside of radiation and and surgery and and uh, chemo for things like cancer of course but even for things like mending a broken bone who knows who knows um so i just wanted to throw that out there that is um that's enough to get some some more good conversation started 914-200-0269 and let's get to your super chats here we go jay brit says watching with guarded optimism thanks for the information frank guarded optimism is always fine I'm always fine with that. That's a good thing. That's a good thing to have there. Stostube says, Evening, Frank. If you could, a little birthday shout-out for this Sunday, uh, for this Sunday for the one and only Shane B. Happiest of birthdays. His weekend, uh, this weekend, Shane and Anne remember what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Enjoy, brother. Oh, happy birthday, Shane. Shane's going to Vegas. We've got plenty of Franklies out there in Vegas. Be on the lookout. Shane, wear, wear one of your Quite Frankly t-shirts. You might bump into somebody. We have a lot of people who watch in Vegas. So if there was ever a, quite frankly, meetup in a place that's hot, maybe Florida, maybe Vegas, definitely Arizona. We got a lot of Franklys in Arizona as well. Okay. So let me see. Oh, did I miss anything over here? Nope. No, I did not. And on pilled, we got chai possum says I gave up vaping seven days ago, but I'm counting it for length. That's that's good. That's good. 
I guess I guess you can just refit that for your Lenten uh, <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> you can just refit it to hell with it. Well, I stopped a couple of weeks before Lent began, but you know, it's been really hard. So I'm just gonna. It's not like I haven't I haven't already kicked it. Uh, Doug six two five says, "Great show, Frank. Some of the overlaps with what Matt. Uh, some of this overlaps with what Matt from Cultivate Elevate talks about regarding frequencies. I got in touch with Matt. I said, "Hey, Matt. Uh, listen, uh, Matthew Rife is going to be on the show tonight, and I am certain that you have at least something that you want to add to the mix for tonight. You have a question or anything like that. And he didn't really have a question, but he did. He did bring up that this is a." Uh, a very important subject, especially since uh, that Dr. Rife had used light frequency as the basis of what he was doing there. Now, as far as light being a part of being a part of the actual healing process, we didn't get around to that tonight. Um, but in a roundabout way, we did because Matthew Rife was also was referencing how uh, light frequency or frequent, you know, light, different bands of light were being used to identify, you know, as far as what was bouncing back and what was, um, what was being responded to was being able to identify that resonant frequency that was in things. So uh, maybe light was used to actually diagnose a certain ailment or a certain case so that you could then go out there and fine tune the frequency used to actually apply to the situation. So there was a little bit of that dribbled in there. That's good. Chai Possum says, I used to get migraines all the time until I had my gallbladder removed in 2012. What a weird thing. That is weird. Well, I thankfully have never had a migraine in my life, and God forbid it. My mother had migraines. She had migraines, man, did she? I remember just going with her to the, the, the headache center in Stanford, Connecticut. She'd be in and out of that place all the time. I guess she was being studied or something. Many times I remember in, as a as a child, young, young, my grandparents coming over late at night, wondering why they're there so late at night. It was so that they can watch over us while she takes herself to the hospital or my father would take her to the emergency room just because it was just so bad because of you know the, the vomiting and everything else like that. So you could just go get some IV. So... I mean, I, I know how bad migraines could be because I lived around it, and I do not envy any of you guys and gals who have to deal with that. But no, this is not that. This is not that. When stress is high on my end of things, and if I don't have enough uh, water to, it's a little bit of dehydration and a little bit of stress, but it's all right. I slug the rest of my water, my uh, salt water over here, and it's starting to abate a little bit. So I think uh, I'm going to eat a little something after this and just... Hope that it all levels out. All right. We're going to take some more calls. 914-200-0269. Be here when we're back from this very short break. Yes, this is Jesus Christ, and I just broke into the Pizza Hut. I broke the window, and I'm here. Jesus is here now. He's back He's back to earth. All right. And uh, so you don't work there? No, I just broke in. Had a pizza. I'm Jesus. And what was your name again? My name is Jesus. What's your last name, Jesus? Christ. Okay. And what do you look like? 
I look like Jesus. What else do I supposed to look like? Why, why'd you do that? Because I'm Jesus. I can do whatever I want. We're no. tired of Judas's on this earth. We're going to clean this earth up. So what are you up to? Man, where do you live at? I don't. I'm from heaven. How'd you get over over to the Pizza Hut? I'm from heaven, sir. Okay. And did you break a front window? Yeah, I broke the door window, sir. And did you eat a pizza? Yeah. Had a Mountain Dew. Conspiracy. Who's that nifty new dreamboat that has the dollies flipping their lid? It's That's right. Join your Made in the Shade host of Quite Frankly. Quite Frankly streams live Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 Eastern, and everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Goose it on over. For everything else, it's QuiteFrankly.tv. Here he is. I fucking had it. But what? Everything. Did you offer my nephew something? I'm ready than yours. Not made. Did you offer him an aspirin? Cunt. Let's take a call. Hello, 720, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi, Frank. I can't believe this is the first time I ever called a radio show when I got on. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Frankly, uh, I've been watching and listening to you guys forever. I can never comment because I've been kicked off the internet by Google. Uh, you got, going back to 5G stuff. So you got kicked off the internet by Google kicked you off the internet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't like me. Wow. They don't like me at all. Well, geez, I'm, I'm anyway, happy. Yeah, I'm happy to be talking to an outlaw. I guess so. Well, at least just an enemy of the state. I guess put it that way. <laughs> That's right. We got an outlaw. Uh, we got many if outlaws. If you're a thinker, they don't like you. So what do you and got for us? If you speak us? out about it, and if you like to research and you find out about stuff, and you're like, hey, guys, look at this. They don't like that. Oh, that's it. No, yeah. But anyway, Go- the 5G is what scares me because the frequencies of that, I mean, they tell you they can do all these great things with it, but on the other hand, they can do horrible things. Different frequencies can make you vomit, control your body, make you horny, make you angry. I mean, I think that's what's going on, especially where I live because I'm right in the middle of all that. Well, oh, I'll, 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 put, I'll, I'll put it to you. They're flying around right now. I'm sure they are. Well, I, what I'll say is this. The... Um, when it comes to when it comes to the frequencies of of Wi-Fi, we've had so many people that have called in over the years to talk about that have talked about um, uh, any kind of sickness that they'll get around a Wi-Fi that they're sensitive to Wi-Fi. So it's almost like with milk, it seems with radio frequencies, we're steeped in it. But some people have higher tolerance uh, than others. So I mean, I um, yeah, that's that. Uh huh. Yeah. And I also got jabbed in the neck by a masseuse when I wasn't ready for that. And you got jabbed. Really, you got jabbed in the neck by who? Or, uh, a masseuse. She used to be a nurse, and uh, some people in my family that you know, family goes after you too. 
uh, they set me up with this massage and and she stabbed she did you. It to me and I didn't realize when it was happening what the heck was going on. I mean, weird shit was happening that I haven't. Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. So, so your family hooked you up with a masseuse. You're laying there on the table, and the masseuse slipped a, a needle into your neck. Lady that works for like taking care of old people in their house. She doesn't even hear me. She used to be a nurse. And uh, and she yeah, sta- and so she I'm laying there, and she did something where she kind of cranked my arm up and was pinching my shoulder, doing something weird into my digging into my shoulder and it was kind of painful and i'm like what is she doing and well, maybe that's a pressure point or she's releasing something and then all of a sudden my body just went limp and i knew something weird happened but i didn't know what she freaked out and ran around the table and she's like are you all right and i said i think so but and then it- she kind of finished doing some stuff and she had me roll over and she put my neck into a towel and was like rolling it back and forth and kind of shaking my head and neck with that and but what, it kind of felt good, but I think now she was wiping away the blood. And um, wait a second, wait, wait, wait. Walking home, wait. walking home, I felt like wait. shit. What is she doing? Do and you, I just watched the diversion. She's still talking to herself. I I feel like I just closed the door and she's talking to herself, and I'm not even here. Right. Oh, sorry. Okay. Oh, you're back. You hear me? Yeah. I okay. Come knocking on my door, Frank. Okay. Okay. I, I just opened the door back up again. You're talking about you're on the the the, uh, the the table and I'm on the massage table. The wait, down wait. I just can't. I can't. Do, I, I I want to make this an interesting uh, exchange here. I'm trying to make. I'm really trying to mold this. And okay, now, okay, relax. Okay, so you're on the table. You're mm-hmm. on the table, and you are mm-hmm. now. At what point do you feel that your skin has been pierced? Because you're talking about getting jabbed. I didn't feel my skin pierced, Frank. I didn't feel that she did anything to my neck. What so I was feeling was did, my arm and my shoulder. But you said that you, she wiped. The, she was starting to wipe away blood. Where did blood come from? Well, I don't. I'm just guessing that. I just never had anybody put my head and my neck in a towel like that before, and then kind of you know rub it back and forth and sort of lift my head and bounce it around on my neck and stuff like that. i've okay. never had that in a massage i don't know if that's normal okay so the so the masseuse this is stuff i p- figured out later after i got sick and i found a lump on my neck the next day and gotcha all right okay and i freaked out and all right all right i've been very anti-vaccine for many years because i worked in schools and i saw what all the kids and military families who are the most vaxxed people in our country Gotcha. All right. Well, listen, listen. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I was just trying to get the, the, the crux of the story there. So I understand that you're very, very uh, uh, untrusting of all this stuff, and sometimes just, as you said before, five G is one of those things that is very contested right now. I've, I've had plenty of people on the show from a lot of Freeland on down and up that has, um, that has really laid out the. The, the the big time the big time uh play that that could be but even on the more of a uh common household appliance level now with with wi-fi i know there's people in this in this uh this audience that are are, are very sensitive to that so you think about all the stuff that's layered on top of us the small the big everything in between uh it makes you wonder it really does and it, and thank you so much for the call here tonight Sorry we had a little bit of a rough time hearing each other, but I was just trying to follow along there for a second. All right, let's take a call from El Paso. What's going on? Hi, Frank. This is Maggie. Uh, 
I was the lady that your first caller was speaking with uh, on the chat on YouTube. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, back up what she said. Uh, she mentioned Spooky Rife on the chat, and then that, you know, right away I recognized uh, the channel because <laughs> it's on YouTube. And I also do the same as she does. I record it on a different device and then just listen to the recording. It helps me with my migraines because I'm in an industrial area. Uh, I live, you know, near a military base. So, you know, we're in Fort Bliss. So there, <laughs> that explains okay. why there's a lot of 5G here. So I get migraines, I get female pains, I get stomach aches. But for some reason, binaural beats don't work for my pain. But okay. when I discovered rife frequencies and bioresonance just a couple of months ago, that seemed to help a lot where I didn't have to take Excedrin or, you know, or Tylenol or anything like that. I now, don't know why. Now, the, um, now, when you say rife frequencies, are, are you talking about, uh, mm -hmm. is there a pretty much a directory of frequencies that had been published initially in the early 20th century? Are you talking about, yeah, are you a, a customer of Matt Rife's or, or what, what did you, no. what exactly did you do? No, no, no. It's uh it's the same thing that, um, She's named differently on on YouTube. The you know the the, the first caller. Uh, she went by. She goes by Pedrita on, on YouTube. But anyway, uh, I I use the same recordings that she used. It's called Spooky Two. Okay. Um, if you remember from a few minutes ago when you were speaking yeah. to her. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's the. I don't have the device, but I do have. You know, there's there are recordings on YouTube. They have they have a YouTube channel and. Since you had her as your first caller, I'm now interested in the actual, you know, machine and the other one that she mentioned, the AK machine that uh, it actually, what what was that thing that was uh, mentioned by Matt earlier with the water? Um, it, I don't know, it, it structured water, does something to your water. Right, right. It structures your water. I'm kind of interested in that, too, now. But I, I actually discovered Spooky, too, you know, and all the Rife recordings from other channels accidentally while looking for binaural beats, because that's what I was looking for. I was, you know, typing migraine binaural beats, because whenever I have a migraine, it's just bad. Nothing helps. Um, Excedrin sometimes helps. Um, and then for, it was recommended in... Uh, in my search to, you know, look up Rife. I didn't know what Rife is. I didn't even know that he was a person. So I, I said, okay, let's, let's change it up a bit. Let's try this. And when I did, um, it's like after the, after listening for 10 minutes, it helped. And this was from my phone. So I decided, you know, I took it upon myself See? to re-record it to a different device for me to listen to over and over in case i have pain again yeah yeah see this is what i'm talking about. when i when i did that show in in january of 2023 it'll it, it is all very familiar familiar to me now um it mm -hmm. i remember this spooky two thing they're sent on it they sent mm -hmm. it sent it to me and it's um i just didn't this is around the time that i realized that a lot of these devices or a lot of these these applications were able mm -hmm. to actually be actually be accessed and applied through a phone, which I I thought was right. odd at times because of course uh, there are a lot of people out there that are are trying to find ways to to mitigate the kind of radiation that phones give off. Um, I, I know that you know mm -hmm. for all of the some of the more noble work that Robert Kennedy um, Robert Kennedy Jr. has done is not only in 
you know, big pharma, but also in in things like cell phones. I know that he is. I think he's he's part of a couple of lawsuits that have to do with the uh, tumors that pop up with cell phones and things like that, and how right. the, the 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 devices that we use every day are really not very good for us. So, to think about this being mm-hmm. a way to deliver anything that is in electromagnetic sense uh, a healing a healing mechanism it just it sounds weird to me it sounds bootleg yeah what i well what i did was i and i yes i still have some like really old i have an old tape recorder so i transferred everything on those you know those small uh, like what reporters used to use i don't know if they still use it for some reason i, I found one in our attic and i use that to re-record these recordings um and i listen the old-fashioned way with you know the the corded earphones um i don't listen through my phone or through my computer so that helps a lot more it's weird because at first it was kind of creepy because i i'm like what am i listening to (laughs) you know it's it's kind of chaotic and noisy um but after after listening it kind of leaves a sort of ringing well uh, almost like tinnitus in the ears and then my pain is a little it's relieved i mean I'm a nurse, so I'm not. I'm very skeptical about these things. But anything that can help, well, you how, know, how about this? With my pain, how about I'll this? Take it. What about you leaving? You leaving on vacation and stuff. Oh, how do you find? Mm-hmm. How do you see yourself? Uh, I mean, have you ever been able to take note of leaving from where you are near El Paso, around all these these areas where five G is very prevalent, and going away for two, mm-hmm. maybe two to three weeks on vacation in a place where it's a lot less populated it's uh it's a little bit more rural do you see a a real improvement that you can say oh it is definitely the 5g you, you put yourself in a new a new um uh setting and it, it's completely night and day yes because i'm a hawaiian i'm from hawaii okay whenever i go back to Waianae on oahu which is the you know the west side of oahu away from honolulu because that to me honolulu waikiki that's still the city for me even if for some people here in the mainland that's not a city but it is for me when i'm in the mountains because that's where i'm from uh my family's there it just it's more it's more calm it's serene less pain actually almost no pain whenever i go home there uh so i can see a difference even okay. in countries, because I also travel to other countries, there's, you know, some countries that don't have a lot of the technology that we have here in America. I can I can feel a difference. I don't know. It might be just a placebo effect. It might be just me being on vacation. But I, I can tell because I'm, you know, I, I know myself enough. And um, also having given medications to patients, yeah. Being a nurse back when I was a nurse, you know, working the floor. I don't work the floor anymore ever since ever since COVID happened. I, I quit that job, but well, I, well, uh, I, I, appreci- I still have my license. Well, it's good, and, and, and I and I appreciate that you're you're taking note of these things. And I want to I want to look into mm-hmm. it a little bit more for sure. G- g- keep us an update. Uh, keep us updated whenever we do uh, shows like this, whether with this or with um, uh, with a Corey Hillis that came on the show to talk about EMS, uh, EMF solutions for mm-hmm. the home and stuff. I really like uh, seeing how people apply this kind of stuff and and kind of um, you know I don't know, tinker with their their home defenses against it because it's it's pretty it's pretty right. pervasive. Thank you for the call. Oh, what, one yeah. other thing, uh, last thing. 
I remember something when you mentioned EMF. When I was a kid, uh, we used to live in Daly City, California, near a substation for PG&E. That's kind of like Edison in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an electrical substation. And I'd, it, I was 13 at the time, so I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was just me just being sick all the time. But having our house so close to that substation, it was just made me sick. And later on, or even you know now, uh, I kind of looked into it because it's been a while since I was back over there. Uh, I haven't been back to the Bay Area in a long time. I looked it up and I, I found out that uh, electrical substations actually give off like a low dose of EMFs. So I said, oh, maybe well, you know, you know what they say, uh, you know, <laughs> this what is they in s- the 90s. Yeah. Well, about the, the, the kids that live under uh, under power lines. You know, the people that live under power lines. Thank you for the call. Thank you so much. Uh, I mean, I, I never understood it. I always thought that that, you know, did you did you grow up under power lines? I was like, what? What's wrong with that? The electricity is in the power. And they just realized, oh, oh, it's it's essentially an antenna, an antenna above you. Uh, those are all, they, they all give off frequency. They all give off, they, they broadcast something. They emit something. And here we are in the middle of it. And we not only broadcast, but we receive a lot. So it's just, uh, the more you think about it, or at least the more I have thought about it over the years, it just makes sense that when you when you put organic life form like us in the middle of a an electrically chaotic environment, then it's going to affect us. And it's probably not going to give us superpowers. It's probably not going to enhance us. It'll probably hinder us in some way or or cause some kind of disruption. You know, fry a circuit. Anywho, that's more uh, more or less what I wanted to do tonight. And I'll just go through this and just make sure I cut out. Um, I guess I'll just cut out the Lenten Promises thing from the title. Didn't get around to it. I hate when that happens. I really do. I really do. But, um, but yeah. Anywho, thank you guys and gals so much. I'm cutting out just a couple minutes early. Just going to go take care of some stuff and uh, give myself a rest so that we can finish off the week nice and strong tomorrow night. It's Friday. Matt should be in studio because, of course, there is a studio now. So that should be good. And um, and I already have a couple of really fun ideas to throw into the format for that evening. And I hope I hear from you guys and gals from now until then. Email me at frank at quitefrankly.tv. Or quite frankly, podcast at gmail or protonmail.com. Those have been the uh, the long time the long time email addresses. It all goes to the same place, so it doesn't matter. I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear from you gals as well. And stay away from the uh, the, the the five G towers for too long before you get uh, terminally horny. We don't want anybody out there to become terminally horny tonight. That would be a very bad thing, or maybe a good thing. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that the uh, that the cabal starts turning so quick? We got to turn the five G off. Well, what's the matter? I thought we wanted to get everybody. Yes, but they're getting too horny. They're starting to have children again. Imagine that. Said no, sorry. Maybe we'll get them with six G. We need a G that doesn't get them all horny. That would be the worst. <laughs> that would just be the worst. All right, guys, have a good one. I'll talk to you tomorrow. 
I'll catch you on the flip side. Turning so quick, we got. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience, and now our super chatter, starting with Jay Brits, ending with Stostube, and we only have a couple. You know what? Let me add, let me just take a look. Oh man, wait a second. There's a lot more than a couple. Pilled did not load all these pills. So let me just th thank some people that I didn't see before. Dragonfly said, I am an EEG biofeedback practitioner, and I bore people about your great uncle all the time. I guess she's talking. Damn. Dragonfly should have called in. Stostube dropped a whole bunch of cookies on everybody. Thank you, Chai Possum. Um, and then at the end... Sean Joe and Chai Bossom again with the gallbladder comment. All right, well, that makes sense. At least I didn't miss too many people. But still, I feel bad. Um, thank you, one and all. Good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. All right, you already got the spiel from me. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much for everything, and be well.